Hey, welcome back to the program. My name is Alan Carter. On the line with me, Boris Reznitsky, the former member of parliament for Etobicoke Center, owner of the Future Bakery, a prominent Ukrainian-Canadian. Uh, welcome, uh, Boris. Uh, what's your assessment of uh, what is happening on the ground in Ukraine right now? What's, what's your sense of what's going on? Well, as our ambassador to the UN stated yesterday, Putin is a war criminal. And that's how we have to... Uh, 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 respond to uh, respond to this. Uh, this morning, when I uh, when I woke up, and one of the first videos I saw was of a little girl, five or six years old, and uh, she was looking into the camera in a bomb shelter with tears in her eyes, saying, "This morning, I woke up to the sound of bombs. I guess this is war." And then she says. I don't want to die. That was the new face of Europe. The path of history changed when Putin began this invasion, the largest invasion in Europe, military invasion in the past half century, since World War II. He's been communicating this. He's made it clear what his intent is. Not only the dismemberment, of the Ukrainian state. It's the enslavement of the Ukrainian people. He said there is no such thing. He wants to erase our identity. And he's made it clear we are to cease existing. Boris, I'm wondering what you committed. I'm just wondering if, if I might interrupt. I'm just wondering what you make of the uh response in terms of sanctions and even hyper-local, uh, this call to stop sale, selling Russia and vodka in the LCBO, for example. Uh, what do you make of our response in Ontario and in Canada? Uh, absolutely. We need to sanction, but not the sort of sanctions that were announced yesterday. Unfortunately, Putin has discounted those sanctions. Uh, we communicated well in advance. He communicated that this will not stop him. Uh, these sectoral sanctions of their financial sector are not enough, and they were only partial. So we communicated that we would have strong sanctions that would make a difference. And then we did the opposite. Uh, just as the international media, the public in general, and of course, Ukrainian Canadians, when we saw this, we were disappointed. Uh, my former colleagues, you know, what they have done. They said, well, we had to show solidarity with our allies and we lined up with our allies. Well, what they did was they stood shoulder to shoulder with the allies who were at the back of the line, those who wanted the minimum. So that's who we stood shoulder to shoulder with during Ukraine's moment of greatest need. 44 million people in a democratic free country their democracy is being snuffed out, their independence is being snuffed out, and they are being killed. All the estimates show that it won't just be tens of thousands. We could be looking at hundreds of thousands of deaths. We need Do a we total economic blockade of the Russian Federation. It has to hurt. It has to stop. Human lives are online. How many dead Ukrainians will it take for my former colleagues to impose 
serious sanctions. It is opening up Canada to uh, refugees. We've we've heard some talk of that. It is is that part of what Canada should be doing? Uh, on on that particular aspect of this, on that file, uh, our ministers, our government, the prime minister, have gotten it right, and Canada has the capacities. They've been putting it in place to be able to expeditiously move refugees. We're looking at the potential for millions of refugees. And uh, as we all know, there's a vast uh, infrastructure that the Ukrainian-Canadian community has uh, throughout Canada. So we have the capacity to accept large numbers. Uh, I'd like to make a footnote. Uh, What's happening is the Ukrainian government said all able-bodied men must remain. So it's just women and children uh, that will be allowed to leave the country as refugees. Um, I just, I only have about a minute left, Boris, but your reaction to what Putin said this morning, what was the, that a band of drug addicts and neo-Nazis was his characterization of the government of Ukraine. This comes from the man who's standing next to President Macron at a press conference when asked about Ukraine, used a crude, brutal, Russian expression that was misogynistic. Referencing Ukraine, he said, whether you enjoy it or don't enjoy it, bear with it, my lovely. The context is rape, and the context is someone that's been brutalized. That provides an insight into his sick mind. If there's a fascist regime, it's in the Kremlin. Russia's nascent democracy, it was seriously flawed, but after Putin took over, he has step-by-step created a fascist regime. It meets all of the criterias of a fascist regime. The fascist is in the Kremlin. The invaders are not peacekeepers, as he said. These are men killing innocent Ukrainians for wanting to live free. And when he starts talking about genocide and says there's a genocide of Russians taking place, you have to understand he's taking ownership of the term. And what he's actually talking about is the prelude to the commission of genocide against the Ukrainian people. Boris, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Thank you. As Boris Wesneski, who is a former member of Parliament for Etobicoke Centre. My name is Alan Carter. When we come back, a former CIA analyst on what is the next move for Putin.